listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, it's Carolyn. I'm back with Nonstop Mom podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I seriously look forward week to week speaking with you. I love hearing from you. Uh, the group in Nonstop Mom has been wonderful. All the pictures I've seen, the moms that are posting pictures of their children. Uh, we've got moms asking questions. Um, if you're part of the group, you've. I hope you have enjoyed the giveaways I've been doing. I like to bless you. You guys do such a wonderful job at what you do being a mom uh, from week to week. And I just love to give you guys some treats here and there. So sometimes I'll post Starbucks gift cards and Dunkin' Donuts gift cards just for you to go out. Go out with your children or grab yourself a coffee and just have some peace and quiet in the car with some caffeine. And, you know, I just love to do it because it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot, but good work. It it takes a lot of work to um, take care of your home, take care of your children, take care of your husband. Uh, and also, you know, if you're part of the group and you're not married yet and you're not a mom, um, I just hope that you are encouraged by all of these podcasts uh, that I put out and blogs that I put out because I want you to know, uh, and it's one of my things, is you can have your cake and eat it too. You don't have to go through struggle to struggle. You don't have to live in sickness. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to have mommy fear if you are a mom. We don't have to be the way um, a lot of society tells us. We are called to be strong in the Lord. We were made and created this way to be able to balance it all, handle it all, and still live in peace and keep a happy home, and keep that tone correct. So anyway, thanks again so much for joining me week to week. I love it. It encourages me just as much, and it stirs my faith as well to hear from you. Um, If you have any topics that you'd love for me to um, do a podcast on or write a blog on, I would love to hear from you. You can write me on nonstopmom.net. You can find me on Instagram under Carolyn Shuttlesworth, or you can write me here. Um, on Facebook or uh, any of those avenues will reach to me and then I will get back with you. So this week, um, you know, the other morning I was uh, reading the Bible and my daughter Madeline, uh, that's how she is to start her day before we do school. So any of you who are new to the podcast, I am a homeschool mom. I have three children and I homeschool my two Um, oldest, which is nine, Madeline, and she's in fourth grade, and I homeschool Brooklyn, who is five, uh, and she is in kindergarten. So every morning, because, um, you know, Brooklyn's just learning to read, so we still do, uh, like, devotions together with with me reading to her, but um, uh, with Madeline, you know, it's it's a requirement of, of hers is to get up uh, when she gets up in the morning, uh, she has to do her Bible reading, and we have a little devotional book recently that I found at Barnes & Noble that we read together, and if there's any questions and stuff, we, we answer them 
you know, we kind of go back and forth. But the other morning I was I was reading uh, my Bible and Madeline came down on the couch next to me and I said, hey, Maddie, you know, she was still a little sleepy. She had her blanket and she sat down next to me on the couch and laid there for a little bit. And I said, hey, I'm just going to read, you know, some Psalms out loud. And as I started reading, it was just one thing after another with um, the importance of fearing the Lord. What does it mean to fear the Lord? You know, and so I started talking to Madeline and I said, you know, do you know what it means to fear the Lord? Because for someone, you know, a young person, you know, so what I'm going to be talking about in this podcast this week, you know, if these are things you don't know, obviously, you know, through this podcast, you'll learn and grow from it. But it's from me telling you how we need to teach our children how to fear the Lord and why it's important. You know, because you don't want, you know, for so long in believers, you hear the word as fear as a bad word because it is a bad word. It is a spirit that we are to reject out of our life because it keeps us in an invisible prison and it's not from God. And so fear is... um. It, it is a bad word. It's not good. We don't open the door to it. It's it's a it's a stronghold that the enemy has over many people. It's it's directly from the devil. But when we talk about fear, fear of the Lord, that is what we need to really teach our children and our young people in this young generation because fearing the Lord. When you get that revelation of what it means, it will keep you free from sin. We And even as adults, I mean, we have to understand what it means to actually fear the Lord. So when I was reading with her, you know, we were, I had was reading Psalms before she got down on the couch. But as she got to me and I was reading, uh, a few of these stuck out. And it was Psalms 33, 18 through 19. But the Lord watches over those who fear him, those who rely on his unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. You know, and then we, we kept reading. Then as we got into Psalm 34, Psalm 34, 6 through 7. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles for the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. And then then I kept reading. Madeline and I are talking. Got to Psalms 34, 9 through 10. Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. And man, I was as I was reading Psalm 33 and Psalms 34 to Madeline, I was like, Maddie, do you do you understand what it means to fear the Lord? And so we got into a topic of it and it was just like, you know, all this stuff was coming to me because when you fear the Lord and you want to honor him, it keeps you from sin. And I was like, you know, that we we come we come at, you know, a lot of people with the word sin and we have to realize yes sin is 
is bad. It's a destroyer. It will, it will ruin your life. It will send you to hell. But if we can get the revelation of what it means of the fear of the Lord, it will bring us into a whole new love and awe and reverence and respect for the Lord that you won't want to do the things that cause sin. You don't want to do the things that sin. You won't want to do things that disappoint that disappoint the Lord. Fearing God is good because it causes us to do what's right. You know, not in like a scary way because he's going to bring down wrath and judgment and, you know, strike us with a lightning bolt that people always say, but it, but it's out of love and respect, you know, um, uh, you know, what does it mean to fear the Lord? That's what I was, I was asking Madeline and, you know, and she's, she's been around this enough. So she, she had the correct answer. She knew it wasn't like a scary thing, but it's reverence and awe of God. You know, he's called us by name to serve him. His power, his power is working inside of us. He, you know, he saved us from eternity and hell. He saved us from sickness, disease, and poverty. He saved us so, you know, we can do these greater things until we're called to be with him. So, I mean, that... So much love and respect and and honor should go to him. And we have to understand in his word how much, you know, he hates sin. It says over in Romans 2, 5 through 9. Let me pull that up here. You know, I I won't read the whole entire thing, but it says there's going to be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps doing what what, uh, what is evil. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and live lives of wickedness. Um, But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you're storing up terrible punishment for yourself. So he, he hates when we do wrong. He hates sin. He loves us and he died for us to give us a new life for eternity, to give us strength and health and joy and free from pain and free from sickness and free from destruction. So that should put us on a whole other level of love and honor and respect for him. So we need to do what's pleasing to him. You know, so I was thinking, you know, what is it that we should teach our children about honor? It is so important. Do you guys notice that in this generation how disrespectful, like, the young kids are? <laughs> I I say that like I'm an old lady. I'm, I'm 36 years old. But I mean, like, the stuff that I'm around and the way I see kids treat their parents or the way I see kids treat adults you know, in a store, if I'm in a store, I was, I was at Starbucks one day and I was, I just ordered a drink in this high school. These two high school boys were behind me and he gets to the register and he's like, give me a banana loaf, give me a latte. And I whipped my head around to say something because it, it was so 
demanding and disrespectful to the lady behind the register. But she stuck up for herself before I could. I guess it was just the mom and me. But I like whipped my head around to look at him. And the lady at the register said, how about asking me nicely and saying, please, can I have a banana loaf? You know, and and the kid like almost like didn't know. You know did, did she just say that to me? Like he didn't end up being rude back to her. He, I think he was so like taken back with it. But that's like how this generation is. That's how these uh, you know a lot of parents are letting their kids say whatever they want, talk whatever they want. And you have to realize we need to make sure we're teaching our kids honor and respect because you know I always say. If they're, you know, I say this about authority and with kids, if they're not going to listen to you, what makes you think the kids are going to listen to Jesus who they can't physically see? So it's the same thing. We have to teach our children honor and respect and what it means to fear the Lord because when they get that revelation in their heart and in their mind, they won't want to displease Jesus. They won't want to displease him. They won't want to do what's wrong. They won't want to... um go and, you know, girls are guy hungry and guys are chasing after girls and wanting to date young. They won't want to. They'll want to please whatever their parents have taught them, whatever rules their parents have said. You know, and I'll have moms tell me like, okay, you know, that you're living in la-la land, Carolyn, but it's not true. I have seen it. I've seen both sides. And I know that there are teenagers out there who have loved the Lord and have been taught fear and fear of God, honor and respect. And that's how they live also within the boundaries of their home and with their parents. So it's important that we teach them what it truly means to fear the Lord. And so I was thinking like, as we teach our kids honor, there's a few things we need to teach them honor in. One of them was We should teach our kids to honor the Lord with our giving, with our giving. And so, you know, when we properly honor him and understand his word, that's exactly what we'll want to do. We'll want to be givers. And, and, you know, that stuff I've taught, I've taught my girls I've taught, you know, every Sunday I make sure they have money, whether they have any money left that they've saved, whether I have to give it to them, you know, to give at church. But they're always going to know when we go to the house of God, we're going to give money. We're going to give. We're going to give anytime we step foot into the house of God. You're going to train, you know, that's what I'm telling you guys. We're, we're training our children that when we go to the house of God, we are supposed to give money because it's honoring the Lord with tithes and offerings. First, you know, we teach them tithe. You live under a curse if you're not tithing. Now, tithing is not what brings the increase. Tithing is a requirement set up in the word of God to give 10% of anything that we make, any income that comes in. And then offering is what is above and beyond that. And that is what produces the, the harvest, the extra, the, the overflow to come back to us. So that's what we teach our children. So my kids, every Sunday, will have money to give. 
every Sunday they'll have money to give because I'm teaching them that when, you know, just like, and they have to get it in a habit. Of course, there are times where Madeline's forgotten her Bible or she's run out without her money, but I've, I've made it clear that on Sunday mornings, we're not scrambling to gather our stuff. If you aren't up early enough, you need to make sure Sunday night you have your purse packed with your Bible, with your offering. You know, we'll take time to prepare for everything else. You know, we go on family Disney trips or we go, you know, and when I say we, I'm talking about all of us that's listening. We'll prepare ourselves to do things, right? So we go on vacation and what do we do? You know, lots of times we pack the night before. We get our bags ready. We, we lay out what we need to do, what we need to pack. We're going to catch an airplane early in the morning. We lay out our outfit on the chair, our shoes. So all we have to do is get up, get dressed, you know, so we're not going to be late for that flight. Well, we have to, you know, teach our children the same thing. Listen, you need to prepare yourself. It's Saturday night. We have church the next day. You make sure you have gathered up your tithe and offering. And, you know, my kids are young now and they don't, make a lot of money. They just get blessed by people or, you know, my my husband and I will give them some money. So then I'm going to make sure as a responsibility of me, because I'm the teacher to them, to make sure I've got some cash before Sunday comes to give to them so they can be givers. Because it says in Proverbs, um, Proverbs 3, 7 through 10, Do not be wise in your own eyes. I'm going to read this one in the Amplified Version. I liked it better what it said. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your body. So here we go. It shows you if you fear the Lord where you're giving him reverent awe and obedience and turn away. So when you fear the Lord... Because you're in reverent awe and obedience, you will entirely turn away from evil. And when you're not sinning and when you're not doing evil, what does it say? It will be health to your body, your marrow, your nerves, your sinews, your muscles, and all your inner parts. And refreshment, physical well-being to your bones. You're going to be strengthened. That's what it's saying. You're going to be strengthened and honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. It says income. Income. Then your barns will be abundantly filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. So right here, Right in Proverbs 3, 7 through 10, it's talking about fearing the Lord. And when you fear the Lord, it makes you turn away from sin. If you're not sinning, your body's going to be in pure health, pure strength, pure joy. And then you honor the Lord with your, with your income and your wealth. And you're going to be abundantly filled to overflowing. I mean, it's all summed up there in Proverbs 3, 7 through 10. So we need to make sure we teach our children what it means to fear the Lord. And we need to honor the Lord with our giving. It says in 1 Samuel 2, 20, 
Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I promise that your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priests. But I will honor those who honor me, and I will despise those who think lightly of me. And so we need to realize that God honors us where we honor him. So we need to make sure that, one, we're teaching our children to honor the Lord with giving. Honor the Lord with giving. How important it is for tithe and offering. How important it is that when we go to church, we're always giving. We're always giving. And we have to understand that, you know, controlling how we, you know, teaching your kids how to control how to spend, saving money, how we can be wise and still give, all of that honors the Lord. All of that is honoring the Lord with your money. And that just goes to show him that he's going to be able to trust, you know, us, trust our kids with much. The second thing of honor I wanted to talk about was honoring us as parents. We need to make sure it's important. It's important to our children's lives. Remember this, moms. It is important. Or if you're going to be a mom one day and you're listening to these because you're not there yet, but you're learning, it's important from the very beginning we get the revelation of how important it is that we teach our kids to honor parents. I can't get this out enough. It's a commandment. And once we are saved, we are to honor God. And if we're honoring God, we do the same, you know, to our parents because you know this is what i'm saying like for kids we have to we have to teach them that we have been chosen to carry out god's plan by having them as our children i mean it's an honor to have them as our children and you know i let i let our kids know listen so and so might not be able to do you know you not might not be able to do what so and so's family can doesn't mean they're bad. They're a great Christian family. We go to the same church. But still, that doesn't mean we all are allowed to do the same thing. I let my kids know that. I say, listen, you're part of the Shuttlesworth family. What mommy and daddy, we have a responsibility to God. We answer to him. We don't answer to anybody else. And if we feel to say no on something... You need to honor and respect that because that's how it goes in this family. I can't speak for so-and-so's family. I can't speak for that mom. But it is how it goes in this family. And I have to answer to somebody. And that's God. And that's what I have to, you know, that's just what I tell Madeline in Brooklyn. Um, so it says in Exodus, oh, where was I looking? Oh, Exodus twenty twelve. Honor your father and mother and you will live a long, full life in the land of the Lord that your God is giving you. So we have to understand that um, what that saying in Exodus twenty twelve is, it's his, when it says live a long life, then you will live a long life. Long life protection guidance, provision. 
that's what he's telling us. If we make sure we teach our kids to honor us, to let them know that it's um it it it, it's a, it becomes a blessing to them in the end. It it's it's one it's one big cycle. So if we honor our parents, you know, we if we first can teach this revelation to them of fear of God and honoring, then, like I said, they won't want to sin. They'll want to please their parents. They get a blessing out of honoring us as parents is living a long life and joy and peace. How much better is it when you're all together as a family and everyone's enjoying themselves, everyone is laughing, and there's like no chaos in the home and... and um kids are obedient and and they're listening to their parents you know my daughter madeline all all my children are good they're they're really really good kids but they also have their moments and i always tell madeline you know like (laughs) she doesn't get punished because of things she does because she's super respectful i mean she gets blessed for it People probably think my kids might be spoiled, but it's not, you know, I will never let them get into brat mode, that's for sure. (laughs) As much as they receive from people, you know, when we travel, you know, Ted, my husband loves to to bless our kids. I, I love to do it because they're good kids and that they're reaping what I'm teaching them. So I can't really, you know, be like, if I buy you too much, you're just going to be spoiled. But they're doing exactly what the word of God is saying. And the word of God says that they'll be blessed for doing it. So you can provide for your children and bless them and take them out and do wonderful things for them or take them shopping when it's not a holiday or not a birthday to bless them for being somebody who honors you, for doing right, for loving the Lord. And you know, ma- just making sure that they don't turn out like spoiled brats. That's just another that's just another way of teaching them. But getting them all that those things are not it is not what makes them turn into spoiled brats. It's how us as parents uh, allow them to act when a situation arises. So, you know, I used to think, oh, Madeline gets so spoiled and I actually like felt bad about it one time for saying that and it was just the Holy Spirit convicting me because he said listen this she's reaping what you're teaching her what you're telling her to do to honor you to respect you to listen to you the first time you ask for things to not talk back you've taught her that you've told her that's what the Bible requires of her to do as a child And so it's okay to bless her. She's reaping it, you know. So we have to make sure we teach our kids the importance of honoring and respecting us because it gives them a long life. It brings joy and peace in the home. And it's it's a commandment. And then the, the last thing I was thinking of was honoring the house of God. This is so big for me. Um... Uh, if you read in First Timothy 3, I'm just going to read the last two verses there, the 14 and 15, because that whole section is talking about 
how leaders of the church are to conduct themselves. You know, if if you are in a certain area of the church, you know, you're supposed to run your household well. Your kids are supposed to be, you know, obedient. Your wife's supposed to be, you know, (laughs) in love with you and listening. And, you know, you're running your house well. But it says in 1 Timothy 3, 14 through 15, I'm writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I'm delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the house of God. This is the church of the living God. The living God. You wonder why I stress that. Which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. Moms. Moms. Women who aren't moms yet, who are going to have kids, please make sure your children understand honoring God's house. Honor God's house with the little things. You know, I probably have people who watch me that think I've been strict over the years, but you know, I I don't care. That's all right. Because my children honor the house of God. And it's with it's all with little things. You know, I've never let my kids bring a device into church. I never have. I know people listening might think that that might be extreme, but I have never. I've and believe me, by my third one, sometimes you're like over it. You're like, I cannot entertain another kid in church. I don't want to go to the lobby. Please don't make me go to the lobby again. Kid, you're being so loud. It would be so much easier for you to sit here with an iPad and some headphones and you just sit next to me while I'm on the front row or I'm sitting in the back. But no, I made a point from the time that my first one, who is now nine, no devices in church because... Now, my oldest one who is nine understands, you know, it, she brings her Bible to church and, you know, I bring a hard copy myself. I just prefer the hard copy myself um, in church, but I, but sometimes I don't have it and so I use my phone. So, you know, if my daughter's with me, she knows and she'll ask, can I use your, your Bible on your phone? And that's obviously the only thing she's allowed to go to. But I have never brought a device for my kids to use in church. I've made sure that they understand that church is different. Church is different. We dress different when we go to church. We we act a certain way when we go to church. We don't do the same things that we would do in a restaurant. We're not bringing devices and watching shows in the middle while the man of God is speaking. When praise and worship is is uh, going on and I'm standing, you're going to stand. You're telling me that you're going to let your kids sit during praise and worship. But if we go to a Disney park or Universal Studios or Busch Gardens, you have no trouble. All of a sudden their legs work. You have no trouble standing in an amusement park line for a new ride for two hours. But your worship set at church is 30 to 45 minutes. And you're okay with them sitting? See, these little things is how it gets corrupted later on. And, and, and we realize 
that we need to take a strong stance on making sure that church sticks out in our children's minds. How we have to have fear of God, reverence for the Holy Spirit, who is a person, not a creepy idea, and fear for the things of God, to, uh, which is a love and an awe and a respect. So no, when we're standing and singing, I make my kids stand the entire time until the preacher says, you may now be seated, and then my kids will sit with me. Same for potty breaks. You know, maybe they'll get one, but we're not going to be up and, out, up and out, up and down, up and down, in and out, here we go, we're going to the bathroom. Just like at a movie theater. You can hold it. You sit there and you watch a movie and you're quiet and you don't have to go to the bathroom. So the same rules apply at the movie theater. <laughs> if you're, That's how you're going to act or, and that's how it's going to be in church. And for dress, I make my kids dress a certain way on Sunday morning. Wednesday nights, I don't mind. It's a, it's a little more on the lack side. But Sunday mornings, my kids know. Listen, we are going to where? Where are we going? We're going to the house of God, and we're going to look like a child of God. So these are little things I'm implementing in their lives now that make church stick out to them. My kids are not going to get to their early teenage years and think that church is um, less important than than other things. They're not going to get like that. They're not going to have uh they're not even going to have a chance to think to think like that. We have to make sure that church should be a reason for missing things and not vi- vice versa. Absolutely. My kids aren't missing church for a sport. They're not missing church. I mean, my kids don't even miss church if they don't feel good. We go and they get healed while we're at church. I mean, like, you know, if you want to live an extreme Christian life and make sure that God's plan A is always working, then let's do it. Ladies, let's live an extreme Christian life. Let's go for it. Don't have plan B. Let's have plan A. Let's teach our kids honor and respect for the Lord. This is how we are. No, you don't sit there. You don't talk. You know what I mean? Like, Nothing's wrong with teaching our kids that to have honor and respect for the Lord because like it, it all goes back to the beginning of this podcast of once we get the revelation of the fear of the Lord, then we're going to understand that it's going to put a bad taste in our mouth for anything that's not of God. And that's what we want to teach our children. We want to teach them to love people, but to hate the sin, to hate the things that displease God. So then they will understand how to tell people about Jesus and how one, how, you know, how the wonderful things that he's done for us, because they're sitting here saying, you know, how much Jesus loves us, how, how wonderful things he did for us. I honor and I respect him. You know, we'll treat people better then we treat the Lord, you know, like one time we had um, our pastor, our bishop, uh, Rick, come over to our house. Well, what, what do you what do you do in preparing for him to come over? 
you know, you find out from people. What, what is he like to drink? You know, what what is what is he like to snack on? And you prepare. You prepared. You know, we prepared for him to come to our home. We prepared for our pastor to come to our home. We got things ready. We, we you know, we greeted him when he came in. What can I get you? We took his jacket. You know, honor and respect. We sowed a seed into him before he left our home. And such reverence and respect for him. Well, that, that's a man. That's just a, that, you know, that's a man. If we do that for a man on this earth, we surely need to be doing that for God and showing him the respect and honor and the fear that he said. But what did he say when we fear the Lord? That we are protected, that we'll never be without, that we will live free from sin. We will live free from sin. Um, There's something here real quick I'm going to, look up that I wrote down uh, talking about that. Uh, what? It, let's see if it was a Bible verse. Oh, oh, that's what I wrote here. That if we don't fear God, we will not take sin serious enough. And it's true. It's true, it's true, it's true that God is full of grace. I get it. Um we've kind of taken the grace message and <laughs> have gone a little bit overboard with it but i get it i get that god is full of grace and that jesus died for our salvation so you know if we do sin we're able to ask for forgiveness but we also need to know that's not an excuse for sin and that it shows a lack of godly fear a lack of love for God. So we need to understand that the fear of the Lord is not a scary thing. It's not a scary thing. And it's exactly what I talked about at the beginning in Psalms 33 and 34. He rescues you from death is what I said. Keeps you alive in the time of famine. Um, the people who fear God have all they need. They lack no good thing. People who fear the Lord are what? It says he saves them from all their troubles. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. So we really need to get the understanding ourselves, get the revelation of it, study it if you have to, those verses, and let that really stick out to you, and then teach our children Plant that seed now for this generation that's coming up to understand what it is to have fear of the Lord and honor and respect. Honor the Lord with your giving. Honor the Lord by teaching them to make sure they obey us, obey parents. Honor the Lord uh, by, you know, coming to the house of God with great respect. Honor the Lord with their time volunteer at the church, pour into somebody, be a blessing, do something for somebody that they weren't asked, you know, to do. Be a blessing. Let's teach our children that so when they get the revelation of fear of the Lord and honor, we will understand that they won't want to do something that's displeasing to the Lord, which will keep them 
and obeying the commandments. It will keep them free from sin and it will keep them in the overflowing blessings of God. Thank you again so much for listening this week. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I want to hear from you. Keep writing in. Um, I'm going to be doing some uh, more giveaways coming up. I'm going to be uh, doing some more uh, Facebook Lives coming up. And so thank you, ladies, so much. I'm praying for you. And again, if there's any topics you want to hear, please feel free to write me. Check me out on Instagram, Carolyn Shuttlesworth or nonstopmom.net. And also make sure to follow us on um, Nonstop Mom in the Facebook group. We are, listen, ladies, I am almost at 700 women in this group. It is so awesome. You guys are fabulous. And when we get to 1,000, I am throwing a huge Facebook Live party. And we're going to do lots of fun things and giveaways. And I I mean, like, I just want to have a party with you guys. So make sure if you're not part of the Facebook group and... um, join that and then if you know someone who would benefit from these podcasts from the group make sure you invite them and get them in there as well i love you and i'll talk to you next week